So when I was thinking of what I was going to do for a Valentine's Day episode, I knew I wanted to do something special. I really wasn't sure where to start with it, you know? It's like I figured the best place to start would be to answer the question of what is love, because it's Valentine's Day. And like scientifically speaking, when you see a person that you quote-unquote love or are attracted to, it's just a massive release of dopamine and norepinephrine and that makes us feel all euphoric and giddy inside like that's why you get butterflies in your stomach when you're next to that special person like especially for the first time but like if i asked 10 different people what is love i am pretty sure they would not give me the scientific definition in fact i'm pretty sure i would get 10 different definitions as to what is love because what we define as love is mostly shaped through our early perceptions of what we see represented as love, right? Like for example, my parents argued and fought a lot when my sister and I were kids and we knew that parents were supposed to love each other, right? And they said that they loved each other. So my sister and I equated fighting and arguing as love. And now that my sister is older, she's moved out, she has a boyfriend now, But, like, her and her boyfriend argue all the time. And it's not a surprise because my sister equates that to love. That's how we saw when we were kids. Like, I went the complete opposite direction. Where it's, like, now, in any relationship, I'm just kind of like a doormat. At least I used to be. And I just, like, let everyone or let the other person walk all over me. Because I wanted to avoid confrontation. Because, like, I knew... That arguing and fighting wasn't necessarily love, but I just took it to the next extreme of just, you know, being a doormat, essentially. Which then resulted into me just avoiding falling in love as much as possible. Because to fall in love, you have to open up to someone. And when you're vulnerable like that, the little things that that person does hurts even more. Because you've let your guard down, right? Like you've let them in, you've opened up to them. And so, like, I pretty much told myself, yeah, we're just never going to go through that. We're just never get to know people, never open up to anyone. We're just going to isolate and be alone. And, like, there's a difficult hurdle that I have to get over in order to commit to that mindset. And that hurdle is the fact that I'm human, right? Like, I do my best to isolate myself from every other human being. The guy in my head tells me there's nothing good that can come from socializing with others. And quite frankly, I agree with him, which makes sense because we share the same brain. But despite the fact that I feel that way, I can't help but crave just like a little bit of interhuman socialization. I I can be alone and fine with it for six days out of the week. But on the seventh, it feels like my brain is screaming for me to talk to someone, to anyone really. And I've come to realize that As humans, we struggle to be alone, but it's simple evolution that got us here because the lone member of a pack is always the easiest to kill, and it's easier to live in a group of people so the work can be divided amongst other people. It's the easier way to survive, so that's why today we have this innate longing to be with people, and it doesn't even matter if you're introverted or extroverted, like we all long to connect with someone. I, while the extrovert may feel the need to connect with many people to feel fulfilled, like 
as an introverted person, probably only feel the need to connect with only a few people. But either way, there is that innate need to connect with someone. And on top of that, like, it's really easy to slip into that mindset that if you're not in a relationship or like hooking up with people, then you're weird or an outlier because everyone else is doing it. Like, I mentioned a couple weeks ago that my best friend was about to propose to his girlfriend and he wanted me to be his best man. Like, I felt super honored that he asked me. And of course, I told him that I was going to do it. And, you know, we laughed and we joked and we had a good time just eating lunch, talking about, you know, where we came from, from when we met when we were younger to how far we've come now. Like, he's getting married. That's full on adult shit. And I'm proud of him for it. Like, I'm proud to see the growth that he's had from then to now. And it was fun to talk about that and to laugh about it and to reminisce. But in the back of my mind, there was like this weird nagging feeling. Because like my group of close friends, right? There's five of us. And one of us is married and his he has a daughter who's about to be one years old. The other, she recently got proposed to by her boyfriend. My best friend, like I just said, just proposed to his girlfriend. And my last friend, He's a bum, honestly. But even him, like, <laughs> we, we still love him, of course. But even him, like, he settled down with the girl. He's gotten out of the game. And even they're getting pretty serious. Like, the nagging feeling that I had, it wasn't jealousy. It was more like a bit of shame. Because out of that entire friend group, I'm the oldest. And yet, I'm the only one who's still single. And it's like, I felt like, I was behind the curve, you know, like I see all my friends who are younger than me, they're doing all of this. And I say to myself, like, what are you doing? Like, shouldn't you be where they are doing what they're doing? Like, they're younger than you, and yet here you are. But here's the thing, though, like, there is no timetable on when you're supposed to do certain things, right? Like, sure, everyone around me is getting into relationships, getting married, or, or just having sex. That doesn't mean that I have to as well, just because I'm around the same age as them. Like, there is no universal schedule on when things should be done. There is no shame in doing things your own way and on your own time and on your own terms. Like, marriage isn't for everyone. Just having sex with a bunch of people also isn't for everyone. But if those things are for you, then hell yeah. Like, go out, do it. Go out, get married. Go out, have a one-night stand. I support it. Because... You're doing what you want to do because you want to, not because someone made you or you felt forced to. But if that isn't your thing or it just isn't your thing right now, that's okay too. Like you don't have to force it to happen because it's happening for everyone else. Like forcing it is how you end up in a shitty relationship that's just constant fighting because you tell yourself that you're in love because you have to be, not because you want to be. But like I do feel that love is a mandatory human instinct, just like socialization. Like as a humans, we crave to love and to be loved, but we can love many different things. Like if you're not ready to fall in love with the person, fall in love with the craft, find a hobby that brings you joy and commit yourself to it. Like fall in love with the intricacies of it, the difficult parts, the ugly sides, the beautiful sides. Like if you fall in love with the craft, then the craft will show you love back in many other ways besides just money or success. It could just simply bring you joy and happiness. And if you want to love a living thing, then get a pet.
<laughs> get a dog or whatever pet you want to get. It doesn't have to be a dog. Do whatever you want. But I have a dog, right? And I love him like a human child. And when I come home and I see him at the top of the stairs and his tail starts wagging fast enough to start a hurricane, like, it makes me feel loved. And with pets, once you have that connection, there really is nothing you can do to make them stop loving you. Like, having a pet is the perfect example of unconditional love. But I think, like, one of the most important things to remember is, like, before you can even fall in love with another person or even another thing, you have to fall in love with yourself first. But, like, not in, like, a weird way. But, like, the truth is, and you've probably heard this before, you can't love anything else more than you love yourself. And it's with the same love and care that you show yourself that you will express to other people and other things. And something I always say is, like, no one can love you like you love you, right? Falling in love with yourself will honestly help you in your search for finding love from others. Like, to quote one of my all-time favorite movies, definitely my top ten, <laughs> uh, Perks of Being a Wildflower, we accept the love we think we deserve. So the more you love yourself, the better the love you know you deserve. And yes, with love comes pain, but love shouldn't be painful, right? Like love can be hard, but loving someone shouldn't be. And most importantly, you shouldn't seek love from others that you can't give yourself. Because like it just creates an unhealthy attachment where you think you can't live without that person. Right? Love requires compromise, but love shouldn't settle like it shouldn't settle for what it knows just because it's the easier, more comfortable option, especially if there's something better and more healthy out there. Like even if that requires, you know, venturing into the unknown, if it's for the betterment of yourself, it's worth the shot. Like, true love doesn't breed hate, but instead breeds more love. It doesn't require you to stifle who you are, but instead encourages you to blossom into something greater than what you were. And like, I guess to wrap this up, because I've been going on for a minute, <laughs> I know it's Valentine's Day, and if you have a date, I hope that you absolutely enjoy it, and I hope that that person makes you feel like the happiest person in the world, and I hope that you make them feel the exact same way, but if you're alone this Valentine's Day, like I am, understand that there is absolutely nothing wrong with you, right? You are not behind the curve, you are not the odd one out, you are just you, and there's no one else in the world quite like you. So enjoy that fact. And if you don't have anyone to tell you that you're handsome or beautiful today, allow me to be the first. And also don't forget to look in the mirror and tell yourself those exact same things. Because like everyone is special in their own way. Everyone is a work of art that can never be exactly copied or duplicated. Like you are one of one. Like uh, a complex combination uh, of skills, likes, dislikes, sense of humor, eye color, height, race. There is no one else in the world with the exact same combination that you have. And like, I know on a day like this, it is super easy to feel like you are not. But never forget that you are loved. Is all that I can give to you Love is more than just a game 
for two Two and love can't make it Take my heart and please don't break it Love was made for me and you Love was made for me and you Love was made for me and you If you enjoyed this episode, this little special little Valentine's Day episode I got going on for you. If you enjoyed this episode, you enjoyed this podcast, give it a like, give it a share, give it a rating. Share it with your friends on this lovely Valentine's Day. Because, of course, good friends give friends good things. If you want to see what I'm doing on social media, you want to send me a nice little Valentine's Day card. I don't know. Make my day. I'll send myself some Valentine's Day cards. I don't know. We'll see. It's at Galahad on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, besides that, that's all I got for you today. Of course, we're coming back with the Allegory of a Drug Dealer Chapter 6 tomorrow. It's a continuation of that fateful evening. Of course, 8 a.m., same time, same place, every single day. I had. I have, I hope you have an absolutely wonderful Valentine's Day. Have a good one.